One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. YouTube from Cultaholic.com and welcome to the latest thrilling installment of these tier ranking malarkeys where this time I'm joined by yet another Gary YouTube who appears to have the head and the shoulders and the NASA uniform of Sam Driver. <laughs> Sam, Gary, why did you start working for NASA? Uh, I just started picking up shifts on the weekend. I'm hoping to get up to the ISS pretty soon. Like, looks easy. But... You should use your powers at NASA to rocket strap a few of your favourite wrestlers. <laughs> I was going to say I should use my massive science brain for NASA to work out why my internet keeps dropping out, which is something I need to mention. If it happens, it's happened a couple of times on these videos before. We'll try and stop and crack on, but if Ross just talks over and I reconnect behind him, we'll just leave it in. But, but yeah. Sorry, Gary, not Ross. Gary. Bloody technical difficulties. Eh? You can never, ever get away from them. But we're going to discuss today, Sam, 40 different attires. I'm going to stress oh! this. To the people who were commenting last week on our tier video with Jen saying, this isn't a complete list of all the catchphrases in professional wrestling <laughs> history. Where's my favourite catchphrase? It's a random assortment. <laughs> we're not going to cover them all in one video. We can come back and do catchphrases again with the ones we didn't cover last week. And the same goes for here with attires. We have 40 different attires. We're going to take a look at the a sort of a career retrospective in terms of attires for a couple of our favourite WWE superstars. But yes, what our favourite lads wear to the ring. That's what we're talking about today. A random assortment. Not all of them. Don't be offended One if your favourite is not here. One thing I've just thought of there when you mentioned quotes and how we can go back to it. You could pretty much do an entire video just for Jericho's catchphrases. Exactly. Like, that's an easy one. There you go. Boom. Yeah, I was Come getting, in later. It was just people getting upset last week saying, oh, this isn't a complete list because such and such isn't here. We'll it's... come back at a later date. Don't worry, man. Yeah, we'll just you chill. Chill. We'll go, you covered, fine. man. We're Gary YouTube. Yeah. We know what we're doing. Yeah. Hit the intro, please, Sam. Could you hit the intro button there next Yeah, I will. I will. I'll, I'll hit this and hopefully nothing will happen. So just in case you have not been here before, we've got 40 attires from the past of WWE. We're going to put them into several tiers, ranging from the best, lovely, 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 all right, just about bearable, and get in the bin. And we're starting off with one of those aforementioned career retrospective thingies. We have six different versions of Kane, oh. my favourite, and I'm sure one of your favourites too, Sam. And we're kicking things oh. off with... Debut Kane, 1997, Bad Blood in Your House, that one with the one arm out, the best mask he ever had in my opinion, the red suit on paper, 
Imagine just looking at that on paper back in the day, you'd think, bloody hell, that looks goofy as anything, but no, it is arguably one of, if not the most iconic attire in professional wrestling history. Well, apparently Kane was supposed to be a one and done. Like it was supposed to just be a one-time thing, that was it. Maybe there'd be a match, but there'd be nothing more. But it wasn't until Vince saw it all out there, red lights, everything, ripping the door cage off, that he went, nah, this has to, this has to stay. And that's the thing with, because Kane, like, before you knew anything about him here, you just knew he was The Undertaker's brother, and you knew little tidbits. But it was just, there was nobody that looks like him. Why has he only got one arm out? What's he hiding? Why has he got these big gloves? He, the domineering size of him, ripping the cage off. It's iconic, and as he said, I think that mask's the best, the big sort of angular Kane mask. It's just the, is the emotionlessness of it all. That yeah. was what was terrifying it for looks, me. It looks clinical, and that's the whole thing, was he was supposed to be burnt horribly, and so it would be like a clinical-style mask. In reality, it was made by an S&M company in New York, but... Yeah, and Brucey e. P owns it to this day. That's the, if does. I could have one bit of wrestling history, I would want that Kane debut mask. I'll sure, fight Bruce one I'm day. I'm sure I saw a picture of it as well, though, and he's just got it like propped up on a shelf. He doesn't have it even like on a head or anything. It just looks cool. It's just like in the corner. Yeah, just there. It's class. But I think I watched. Uh, is it photographs or whatever that network so- show is called, where they sit there and look at the photographs and whatnot? And Kane was explaining like the psychology as to why this this horribly. Oh, what's the word he'd gone through tragedy in his life the house fire yeah. and all that why he would dress like this and it was because in his own psyche he thought himself to be a superhero which explains why he had that cape once but, upon a time at the house shows oh, I'm happy the, the cape, cape didn't make it to TV no no the, I loved the, that shot I love that shot with the massive cape like have you seen the original like anybody watching this if you go on um, www.com there's a gallery of original superstar designs it gets bigger, like I think they re-upload it and add more and more, but you've got original concept drawings for Mankind, uh, back when it was like Mason the Mutilator, you've got like Goldust, who was going to look like David Bowie, and then this Kane. Kane was going to have long ginger hair and a beard, and this massive cape, and I think the cape was one of the only things that didn't really survive, but it was just, oh, it, that shot of him at the house show is just perfect. Yeah, but we have to put this in the best, don't we? Yeah, it has to be. There was nothing up to that point that looked like him. I'd, I'd say maybe the Sultan. The Sultan was the closest thing to something where it was like, "Whoa, this is a bit sinister looking," like because he just his mouth was covered and everything. But Kane, it's just he's like a robot. There's nothing there, and that's the best part. You can't ever work out his motivation because it's blank. And then we're moving on. I think it was the year 2000, his big return after a big injury. He flip reverses it, does a blazing squad. I'll never forget, I had a pal when I was young who got this action figure, the Kane reverse attire. And yeah. I was like, well, the colours are back to front. You've got a broken toy. Is that some sort of knockoff, you cheap bastard? And he was Have like, you been no. going to Poundland? Have you been yeah. shopping in, in stores? You haven't got Sky, you peasant. You haven't seen Kane do his big return with Paul Bearer in the red jacket. So I, Kane's flip reverse retire, Sam. Is it better than the original? Because I think it might be. It's it's a lot more refined. Is this the one where it's sort of uh, clear? It's like mesh? It's or is like that nylon, one? nylon tight, meshy yeah, but stuff. Are they, are some of the flames are like see-through, aren't they, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's really cool. It's like an ultimate refinement of this first Kane. But I, part of me thinks that sort of homemade charm of that first Kane one makes it slightly better. It's as if Kane had sat there and made it himself. Like, and I think that, again, leans into that whole 
he thinks he's a superhero type thing. That works really well. I don't want to think about Kane sat there in a sewing machine. No, but like, if you if you were to like make Kane into like a horror movie villain, that's the type of scene you'd maybe see in like a backstory. But like, it's still, it, I mean, you can't complain because it's just a colour switch pretty much with just some tighter, different material. And Kane looks a hell of a lot more buff. But That was 99-2000 Kane when he properly leaned yeah. out. Whoa, Massive. What a specimen. And, it's pretty hard to determine. I'd say personally, the first one just pips it for us, but this one's still in the best because it's still Kane in the best. In a isn't mask, it? Kane in a proper Kane mask. Yeah, and then we move on to sort of Brothers of Destruction era Kane, where he gets rid of the one sleeve that's covering. He goes for a little vest thingy. More skin was exposed. A little bit of the the mystery behind Kane was lost because obviously we're thinking bloody hell. He's got his body covered up. There's going to be burns from head to toe apart from that one arm that he must have had stuck out the fire like that while the rest of his body <laughs> that's was, where he was waving for help. <laughs> help, I'm in here. That's it. Um, so oh, there we have. This is when was Kane was at his absolute <laughs> biggest though. What a terrifying man he yeah. was in terms of muscles. This is What's what, your thoughts like, on the straps? Is this like 0102? Yeah. Yeah, so like, this is probably peak, like, me being completely and utterly obsessed with wrestling. It was like the only thing I could talk about as a kid. This was like peak time there. And this is the cane I think I'll remember most vividly because, like, I was such a fan at that time that I was, like, digesting everything and it was all new. And But at the same time... <sighs> It's not got that charm of the first one, and you're right. I, like by removing that arm, it's sort of like, well, he's not burnt. And then we're eventually going to find out he's not burnt at all. They are emotional scars, but mm. I'd say it's still up there. But it, it's 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 not a patch on the first two. It, it's, yeah, I, I I think it's definitely stepped down from the first two. Obviously, the sight of Undertaker and Kane being oh. stood next to each other as the Brothers of Destruction is one hell of an image anyway. But just in terms of Kane's attire, I think it is a definite step down from the, the first two strips he had. I don't yes. know what more you say about that, but I guess when, when you are Kane, that's a thing we might discuss it on a later attires tier ranking, is when you got people like Ryback being forced to wear a singlet and covering up all of his muscles, Kane covering up all of his muscles, yeah. he might have been like, Vince, I work bloody hard on my, at on my, my attire, my physique I do. I want my guns out there to show. I'd say it was, it, was, it was probably Vince, because Vince is like a body guy, right? Vince was probably like, why are you covering that up for? Get him out. Mm. Like, Get them out. Because <laughs> like, you can still say like he's scarred and everything. He's, he's mostly covered. His face is covered. and The face is the big thing. The face was like, what does he look like under there? And before the internet, it was like rumour and innuendo and speculation. And, and as long as the face is still covered, I think it works. But he's got that cute little glove on that's rolled down. Um, a coal miner's glove. I don't yeah. Know. Jake the Snake used to wear it when he was handling snakes, didn't he? Yeah. I don't know what the tie-in is there with Kane and the, obviously the early Undertaker. Coal, but, uh, fire. Yeah. Aye. There was that one that one picture from SummerSlam 2000 where Taker takes his mask off and Glenn's got his hair in his face and he's bleeding. That was the only picture I saw of Kane's face until he unmasked. I think I saw one of him like sideways on getting off like a tour bus and it was like you'd, you saw like this much of his face and it was like, ooh. <laughs> that was the thing. I used to love it when you saw footage of like, them travelling back in the day. Kane would always 
turn up to arenas wearing a woolly balaclava instead of his mask. I thought that was fantastic, me. That's he great. looked terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then we move on to the slow chemical era of Kane, 2002-2003 sort of time. We've still got the double straps going on, but this time we've got all sorts of belt buckles and nylon see-through material and oh, and then the mask, most importantly, we're stripping Kane off bit by bit by bit. His mouth yes. was exposed. He had a, a little goatee on show. What were your thoughts on that one? I think, I mean, it must be horrible. It, like, because I've, I've, you know, we've all, like, funnily put on lucha masks and stuff in videos. We bought some for the office that were, like, decoration. And when La Parker mask turned up, we were like, yeah. Like, it's hard to breathe in those things just sat at a computer. Like, actually having to do physical exercise and throwing people around and worrying about their safety and remembering a match and acting it and getting all your stuff in, that's got to be horrible to do with this covered and only this tiny little, like, coin slot to breathe out of. So I understand why they did it, but this is like... Frat bro came. Look at him. This is where my <laughs> chicks chicks take the mask. I'm yeah. here, but my mouth's out now. But so. that being said, I like I like these straps and everything. I think it it adds into the like weird horror vibe you get from him. It's a bit like um, medical. It's a little bit clinical. They're sort of like tying it straps to like tie him down to stop him hurting himself in like a mental hospital or something. But that's cool. I'm not really a fan of the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely. I think it might just be all right. I think it, it's all right. The, the, the big thing about early Kane for me, especially when I was a kid, was the the the, mo- the emotionlessness of the mask. And now and how scary smile. it was, and no, yeah. no matter how high he jumped in the air, or no matter how <laughs> many times he lifted viscera, it was just the same expression, and it was terrifying. But what I found quite interesting about this is how this version of Kane, the slow chemical version, I'm calling them, he never had any variations of his attire because obviously with the, the debut one he had the reversed one yeah. and then the one with the straps we saw I think was Survivor Series 2001 that was all red with like the black flames around his titties yeah. area and I think it was no way out 2001 he took out all the red and it was just an, an all black strap yeah. thing yeah. so he never had the variations here. and I always wondered why that was because I liked a bit of a variation on Kane it was cool maybe it would have been a bit too much with the red like, if it was all red and just black straps, maybe you would have looked a bit like, I don't know, like Santa Claus or something, but <laughs> we'll see. Is this, is this all right or is that too harsh? I think it's all right, you know, because going from Kane being like this massive monster that you couldn't work out, there's been this slow, like, eroding of that character. Sorry, I just had a coffee burp there. Uh, <laughs> eroding of that character down, and now he can smile and be a baby face and... and and it's like, nah, it's just not... That's not what Kane is to me. I understand that that's like... Like, people might be going, what? But like, that's not what Kane is to me. And that's my opinion. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I agree, because debut Kane is still the best Kane for me by a country mile. Yeah. Um, but it's weird. It's, it's definitely something that Kane wanted to do was to get rid of the mask so he could show more emotion because obviously everything he did up until that point as Kane was all like body, like, oh, I'm hurting yep. now, but I can't do anything with my face. And that must be hard. Yeah. And he's just, you know, he's, he's the best. He's just great. I love Kane. So yeah. we'll give him this little misstep, but it's going to get a lot worse. What's your take on Kane not liking face masks? And I think it's ironic. Pandemic? I think it's really ironic. Uh, but as you can see right here, everything but his mouth and nose is covered. So maybe he was trying to tell us 
back then what his stance was. <laughs> I can just imagine him in this proper political meeting because I think it was seven to one, wasn't it? He was the only <laughs> one who didn't want to vote in favour. Little, little cane masks framed behind um, him, all with mouth like, covering. You can't show emotion with your face when you're wearing a mask. You can't walk down to the shops wearing a mask and show your emotion to the cashier. Uh, I just imagine well, doing I was, that anyway. I did, I did Fighter Fest uh, graded yesterday and it cut to commentary and uh, they're all sat there talking about face masks. And Excalibur sat there with a mask on everywhere but here. <laughs> just, I was like, come on, that was the perfect chance to fill in the bottom of it and just have it like Velcro in. That mm. would have been great. But then we move on, Sam Kane unmasks. He then keeps on, obviously, the tie we've just spoke about there without his mask, which looked weird. It yeah. did just look weird to me. It looked unfinished because, obviously, we got used to seeing something for so long. And then he took away the, the torso part and just had some sort of themed tights on that, uh, well, the, the slow chemical era. Yeah. What were you making about those tights? So his, uh, initially, it's all just like stitching, but I believe the, the pattern on Kane's gear from this point onwards, the stitching is supposed to resemble the stitching of an autopsy, which is why when it goes back to him having the big singlet, the stitches ah. sort of go up and, and it's like would, would open the body up basically like cavity ah, that makes cuts. sense but I don't think that's that here I think it's all like scraps and stuff a little bit spoopy Halloween-y um, yeah. but at the, like, the thing is when Kane unmasked I'll never forget like it, it's burned into my brain kneeling on my living room floor my brother just like inches from the TV like oh my god we're going to see his face and then he turned around and the camera was all weird and he had like all the makeup and he'd shaved a bit of the hair and it was like, oh, this is like mental. And then very quickly that wears off. But initially the impact of this was massive. Like, yeah. because you've taken the lid off Pandora's box now. Kane can never go back to what he was. So Kane has to become an entirely different character, which he does. He becomes a lot more sinister and without the mask he's able to deliver and have this range and it's amazing that he was able to just sit on that ability for so long quietly and then just turn up and then dial it on. But like, it's it's just not the same. It's just not yeah. the same. You say that like, because that initial run when he first took the mask off and he was doing horrible things to RVD and Shane McMahon. I thought it was going to win with the mask the having to go back on to stop him from being like so destructive yeah but because now they just kept it off you'd think obviously going from 97 to 2003 with doing things one way you'd think taking that thing off the mask would, would just wouldn't work but that initial run with the Shane McMahon feud especially it was unbelievable oh, I yeah. love that kid well that's, um, but, that's it it's, it's such a good little thing but ultimately it's a bit yeah, we've taken what the essence of Kane away and made him something different, which I guess yeah. characters have to evolve, don't, we, uh, don't they, The Undertaker? And Chris Jericho and people yeah. like that will tell you that. Um, but where do we put the attire? We're here to rank attires. I'd say it's better than what comes later. For sure. Yeah. I'd say it's, it's, it's all right? top of all right, I think. Top of all right. I think it's, well, better, it's better than the last one because the last one was like half in, half out. Whereas yeah. this has just gone, all right, screw it, let's do it. And it's stepped in, and it's at least committed to being mask-free cane instead of just cutting little bits away. Because eventually yeah. he would have ended up with a Swiss cheese mask with air holes so he could breathe. And he'd look <laughs> like Jason. So. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, obviously later in the day, when after Kane would come back in 2011, which we're going to talk about now, we would have the current day Kane that we see when he does rock up with the mask and the, the outfit and whatnot. We'd see corporate Kane, which I was never, ever a fan no. of him wrestling in a shirt and dress pants, and sometimes he would take the shirt off and stuff. But the last Kane we're going to speak about is the Kane who returned 
in the, the arse end of 2011 because I was at uni and I, had, I hadn't been watching wrestling for years. But I heard it's Kane had come back with a match. Thing here. And yeah. I was like, I have got to see this. So I was on there on the Tuesday morning on YouTube watching Kane come back with his mask on. And I saw a man wearing a welding mask. And I was like, what's happened here? Things have changed. I'm not a fan. I, I couldn't believe this when I saw it. It was just like, whoa. Like, it looks... Because I didn't know it was a welding mask. I thought it was some just purpose-built, like, motorbike helmet thing that had been, like, paper mache over. But, like, it's just... I don't get it. Like, and it quietly went away, didn't it? They did it, and then it just never really happened again. But they got a figure out of it, and they got a couple of things like that. But it, it just... Is Kane a welder now? Why is would Kane he wear a mask on top of on the weekend? Is Vince not paying out as much as he used to? <laughs> he must have just used a really expensive material well, for his newer mask to cover it up when he's in public. The mask on mask thing, it happens in Mexico a lot. It happens in Japan. Like, mask wrestlers, because obviously the pageantry of it all, they like to keep people guessing about what the mask's going to be. If they Say, like, Best of the Super Juniors, Bushi might have a different mask for each match. So he'll have, like, a couple of different entrance masks that go over the top, and then when he gets to the ring, he'll pull it off and you'll see the big reveal of the mask. But with this, it's just a bit like, oh, I'm big and lumbery, oh, I'm coming down. <laughs> and he takes it off and it's just Kane. But it's, this is brown mask Kane as well. So it's, it's, it's just, I don't, I never really got that leathery, weird, like orangey brown mask. It's just, nah. It looks like Two-Face out the Batman film, the mid-90s one. Yeah. Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones, that well, one. Well, that's, that's it. It's almost like it was made out of human skin, which is, I get, maybe the point but it's like eh it just it's painted red and black cane we love it but I tell you One what you were saying thing. before you saying before that the stitching was meant to be built like, uh, like an autopsy has yeah. completely changed my opinion on that yeah. attire because I thought that looked crap yeah. until you said that, that was, I didn't I, know that I, didn't, that I didn't know what it was until I did a little bit of digging and yeah somebody said and if you do like if you've got the strong enough stomach to look at where the scars are and stuff but you can uh, yeah it's like all the way down the cavity and everything but I think it goes off onto his legs as well and stuff so it's all like themed but this is all yeah. post is this post Ceno Evil? So Kane has already sort yeah. of become a, a horror monster now. He's sort of slid into that. And then Kane as a character becomes psychotic and almost like Two-Face, as he said, with corporate Kane. So he sort of went from being this Mankind-esque, man-made, like, result of an accident that he couldn't help to being this, like, monster that was controlling his own fate. But, yeah. I don't know where to put this one, though, because it's, it's just not... It's not Kane... It's not in the best tier. It's not nah. in lovely, lovely, lovely. Is it on a par with slow chemical cane and tights cane? I think it's worse. I think Although it's I... worse as well. Just yeah. about bearable. Just because of the mask. And you might like it at home and that's good for you. But the mask, yeah. the iron w w welding mask thing, <laughs> I was not a fan of whatsoever. So then we're moving on to a more modern attire. We have what I've described as in videos for a long time now. Mojo Rawley's human condom look, Sam. It's a... Uh... It's certainly something, isn't it? It's, uh, <laughs> it's, I, I get like the, the cracks on the face because I guess he's sort of losing his mind and he's becoming unhinged. He's looking at the man in the mirror. <laughs> but it's just like the material of the, the gear looks like a bin bag. It's weird. Like, but at the same time, like, I remember being really excited about this because it was, it was hopefully something new and the start of something actually decent for Mojo that could maybe lead to, you know, like a small feud or something that 
pans across on the TV, maybe end up on a pay-per-view. Because I think Mojo's been sort of typecast and then just kicked off into the locker room and, and that's it. They just sort of put him in the back of the wagon and take him from venue to venue. But this was, the, it, it sort of signaled the start of what could have been something great and then they quickly just went, ah, we don't have time for this. And it was like, what? Yeah. And then like he turns up occasionally with the cracks on and it's like, what? Like he's, you've just repackaged a guy and then you've just sort of put him out on an island on his own and, and left him there? Like what? Yeah, that's the thing with Mojo, isn't it? Because like the hype bro stuff, I find that unbearable. I'm not a fan of it whatsoever. It was it but was Mojo fun Rory, for a little bit, when he's... but when it when it kept going, it was like, yeah, oof, like too much. But when Mojo's cutting a proper like moody and serious promo, he can do that better than most people on the roster. Well, this this came after the promo he cut in his car for the US title thing, wasn't it? He he cut a promo mm. in his car just with his phone, and that was sort of the beginning of all the stuff that like Mustafa Ali's been doing where he shoots his own promos and it's just out there like cutting these promos. But like, I remember Mojo cut this amazing promo in his car, just on his phone and put it on Twitter. And it was like, this could be the start of something fresh, but it, it, it's just the way they're cast off, isn't it? Like, it's so strange. And but it's like, I don't know, like maybe his gear was rushed because of this. Maybe he didn't really know what was going on. Maybe it was just made on the fly. You don't know. But it's not it's just great. To me, as well as, as looking like a human condom, he's gone into his garden, had a bit of a pool party, one of those slip and slide things, looked at the slip and slide thing, thought, you know what? I might cut that up when everyone goes home and put it on. Oh, uh, it'll look, look great, that. Yeah. I think this goes in the bin, Sam. I think it goes in the bin as well. I think you're right. There we have it. Sad stuff for Mojo Rawley there, who has, as far as I'm aware, has ditched the man in the mirror, Peyton face yeah. thingy. It just looked like a ballpoint pen exploded on his face. It was silly. <laughs> anyway, then we have Cassius Ono. And Ono is quite fitting for his attire back in the NXT days because why? You know, Cassius Ono was a larger fella. And I can empathise with the oh, guy. Yeah, yeah. Why would you wear tight-fitting clothes like this, especially a basketball shirt and undercrackers? It's not like so much. It's not so much like the fact it's tight for me. It's just the combination. It's really weird. Like he's in it's a got tucked in in the picture of well, him. It's like his whole his whole torso is like covered by this jersey, which is like cool. But then it goes into shorts, and that's what I'm like. It's it's like wide fronts. I'm like. I thought it was going to like continue like down to three quarter length or it was going to be like, you know, like a weird bodysuit, like MVP type deal. But no, it's just like it's weird mix. And I think that for me, the, the problem isn't that, you know, he's a bit because I'm a bigger guy. I wear tight T-shirts because I can't fit into them. Uh, but <laughs> like it, it's just the disconnect between the fact that it's essentially a vest and some underpants. It's like. Literally anything else on his legs would be better yeah. than what he was wearing. He can have Andy the Andy Johnson strips, that would have been cool. Yeah, it, it, it looked better later on because he started wearing a bigger basketball shirt that yeah. would sort of cover his arse and his crotch. And it was, yeah, but well, the thing is, it, didn't, it the... didn't, didn't, because sometimes the longer one would cover his crotch and it would make it look like he wasn't wearing underpants. So it just looked like he had a jersey on, knee pads and boots, and it was... <laughs> bin. I think it's bin worthy, yeah. Yeah. Gotta be Because I think if you're gonna go for the vest, I like the Kevin Owens look more like the shorts yeah. and the vest. But at the same time, he can't really do that, can he? Because it's already been a Kevin Owens thing and he's already got KO on his gear. So mm. it's like you can't can't get too close to it, but yeah, bit. If I was a wrestler, I think I would go for the Kevin Owens attire. Yeah, for sure. Comfortable. Absolutely. It looks comfortable, doesn't it? 
But let me move on to 2003. Triple H has a bit of an accident with his groin. Yes. Not like that. He, uh, he had a, a big groin tear um, from a previous match. He, this was, uh, was it unforgiving when he had the match against Goldberg? This happened beforehand. Yeah. He had a match with Goldberg. The groin was torn and he had to wear cycling compression short thingies, which in a bit of research I've done, Sam, I found out they were so constricting that multiple people had to head him, had help Triple H get into the shorts before he would wrestle. So imagine Who? the likes of Randy Orton, yeah. Batista, holding open, prying open these shorts, then Triple H sort of jumping in them like Wallace in his wrong trousers. Vince just tucking him in at the front. <laughs> Cupping him as he does. I, so what do you think about Triple H's cycling shorts? It's always a weird one. It's like whenever I see Triple H in pants or Triple H in his little purple boys. I, I, it's, it's, I'm used to him in, in black Y-front trunks with his logos on them and that's it. Elbow pad taped up arms. That's Triple H to me. Like, maybe you can spring for the leather and denim. That's also Triple H to me. But this is like necessity, absolutely. He's got his trunks over the top of them because clearly he knows. He can't just wrestle without his trunks on and stuff. Like, can't just wrestle in a pair of cycling shorts. But it's just odd, isn't it? It's, it's proper, proper. When you go back, it's like, what? It's a weird, because I don't think I've. I've, I've... Obviously, I didn't have Sky at this point, but I did see, you know, WWE experience yeah. with Todd Grisham and Ivory and stuff like that, <laughs> Sky won. And as far as I can remember, they didn't make a big deal about how Triple H was wearing these. He just sort of turned up and I that guess, was Triple well, H. The thing is, it, it, it's not really that big a deal if it's if it's helping with an injury. It's no different to wearing a cast. It's no different to having, like, a couple of fingers taped off if you've broken them. Like, it's, it's a necessity. Just from a stylistic point of view, why would you not just wear long tights? Triple H wore long tights for a while and just put the compression shorts underneath. Well, why that's not it, that? yeah. That, that's the other thing is you could have had tights. Maybe it was a case of couldn't get them made in time, but then at the same time, I'm sure WWE has, like, tons of tailors and, like, seamsters and seamstresses on employ. So I'm sure he could have got something. Maybe it's just that he didn't want to... Maybe it looked ridiculous. Maybe he tried it. I don't know. But mm. it just... I think you're right, like... Full, full tights would have been better than just the little trunky boys. Yeah. So where are we going for Triple H and the cycling shorts? Not his fault. Not but his it's fault. a famous, iconic attire, all the same. I'd, I'd say bearable, you know. Bearable? I think that's fair. Yeah. It just, it's just that question, isn't it? Why not cover them up with long tights and make it look a bit more presentable? Well, that's, that's the it. only thing that's exactly I'm asking. It. And now we're moving on to another career retrospective oh. part of this tier ranking oh. thingy, and we have The Undertaker. We have 10 different versions of The Undertaker to rank Sam. We're starting, obviously, with debut Undertaker, the old schooly funeral director Undertaker thingy. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Vince McMahon's wet dream for a character that he finally gave to Mark Calloway back in November of 1990. What are you saying? This is iconic for me. I love uh, Southern funeral directing cowboy undertaker i love it i love the gray gloves i love the massive like tie i love the big brimmed hat the massive duster the only time the duster was terrible was when they stitched in the u.s flag um yeah but, <laughs> but it's 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 just i it's iconic it must have been uh, so sweaty under those stage lights at that time back when uh you know technology wasn't quite as good as it is now because they're still hot now, but Jesus back then. Like, yeah, it, I, don't, I don't know what else you can really say about it. it it's just lush. 
Base is just the best, isn't it? Yeah. It's straight and the best. I don't think we need to say too much about that. Yeah. Um, we'll save off to the end of this discussion, Sam, what your, va- your favourite version yeah. of The Undertaker okay. is. Just to tantalise and ball tickle for a little <laughs> bit longer. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to New Generation Undertaker. Much the same, slightly different haircut, bigger gloves, purple was brought in a bit more prominently. What are you saying about this one? This is better than the last one. I, I think this one is, is better because I, I, it's more freeing. You see the tattoos, you see like his hair's proper long at this point. The purple as an accent is really good. I really like that. But it's just like, when you think back to, to early 90s Undertaker, this is like the iconic... If you just think back to early 90s WWF, you'll think of Undertaker like this. And that's yeah. the thing. It's It's just... The purple gloves, the big menacing, almost like Scooby-Doo look to him. He looks like a villain off a cartoon. It's just great. And the hair, I know obviously he just sort of debuted as Undertaker. Yeah. But the ginger, proper late 80s, early 90s mullet. Yeah. It just didn't fit the character, did it? Are you okay there? Do you need me to take a break? I'm fine. I'm just turning the lamp around. Oh, that's all right. There we go. Um, that was the only thing that sort of took away from the presentation was the sort of hip hop and happen and mullet. Yeah. All business at the front, lots of partying at the back. <laughs> but the uh, the changing hairstyles, the sort of greased down, proper wet look. Ooh, I'm gonna hide behind me hair because yeah. I'm big and scary and all that malarkey. That really that made it better in my opinion. Yeah. But it's got to go in the best again, doesn't it? Yeah, not? it does. hundred percent. Then we're moving on. Sammy has that match with Mabel. Mabel breaks his orbital bones, but does he take time off? Does he bollocks? Undertaker wrestles in a Phantom of the Opera mask. And I learned this week of all weeks, Sam, I was watching uh, one of Kenny's interviews with uh, Mick Foley. Yeah. And Mick, Mick Foley's Mankind mask was one of the designs put forward to The Undertaker as one of the, the orbital fracture cover-up things. Yeah. So Undertaker, Undertaker could have been wearing Mankind's mask had he not chosen that one. That would have been different because if you look back at the original concepts for, for Mason the Mutilator... He's like, it's all like metal and like like cogs and stuff. It looks like something you'd see in like a Saw movie. But mm. uh, th- this is just, it's it's essentially what Kane's mask became. But <laughs> it's it's just, I don't know. It, it's a necessity again. It's like Triple H's shorts. Like, it's necessary, but it just looks a bit ridiculous. Do you think it looks good? Nah, I, I'm not, I'm never a fan of this. I know a lot of people love it and I, I can see why. Because it adds that extra like, layer of like mystique to it. But for me, it's just a bit like... It looks a little bit like a cheap witch mask you'd see at like, Poundland in the 90s. Sorry, every, <laughs> everything's a pound. That's how old I am. <laughs> so what are you saying for this? Is it, is it in, it's not in the best tier, I'm guessing? Uh, I'd say this is in lovely, lovely, lovely. He's going to put it in lovely, lovely, lovely. I'll go along with that. Right, just keep I'll talking. Along, I'm just going to like try and adjust the brightness on my camera here. Just Not I've a problem. I'm... What do you want me to talk about, Sam? Anything in particular? Uh, up to you, mate. There the we go. It's a bit iffy today, isn't it? I'm going to close my window as well because people out there talking. We just having a nice little, nice little break here in the Inconsiderate bastards in the public street. We're sat here trying to shoot a tearless dragon oh. and they're talking in the street. There we go. Done. Tell them to have more respect. Oh, mate, they, they hold parties all the time. They're on the balcony, like, opposite my kitchen. It's bad. Throw eggs at them. <laughs> anyway, then we're moving on to sort of late 1996 Undertaker, where yeah. he becomes a little bit saucy. We see him at Survivor Series. He's descending from the rafters in a... Uh, well, well, bat wings he's got. He's yeah. got bat wings, like Batman. Something that I've seen he says he regretted. 
It was said it was a bit too hokey for why he wanted to take the character yeah. in a sort of direction. Um, but we have Undertaker sort of leather pants, leather waistcoat jacket thingy with the arms out. Thoughts on yeah. that one? I, I don't think it's one of the best ones. No, he looks uh, he looks like a goth Robin Hood. It's it's <laughs> uh, it's it's not great. I mean, it's it's just that that old school style, like almost Hunter Hearst Helmsley, like tied up. Yeah, fire. I can't. all the lacy. Yeah, oh. it's just weird. He's it's, Beat Summers for that one. He look yeah. It looks like it's made out of like satin. Like it's it's a set that he's bought, like a pajama set that he's repurposed to something. <laughs> I'm gonna suggest. I'm gonna suggest bearable. I'd I'm say, not a fan of this. I'd at say all. bearable. I don't think it's. When you think of Undertaker, this isn't one of the things that pops into my head. At all. Nah. Yeah. Um, I did like the bat wings, though. I did. I do disagree with the the oh. man himself on that one. I thought they were they were great when he came down the from the rafters. Spectacle of Undertaker like, entrances where he'd like levitate over the ropes, or he'd like fall it, like come in like that with the the from the ceiling, or you can have him like. I mean, Christ, even like the bike, everything, the spectacle, it's just there. And I think stuff like that adds to it and it's its always good, even if he hated it. I think it's cool. He's gone. Oh, no. Hold He's on. Frozen. I'll be back. Reconnecting. There is a poor network connection. He's back again, everybody. Yes, Sam Driver's back. Sam, where are we put in? I think the bat wings are the only thing keeping this out of the bin. What do you say? I'd say, yeah, it's got to go unbearable. It's not great. It's not iconic. It's just eh. Just a load of eh. And then we move into the Prince of Darkness era of The Undertaker, the sort of Undertaker you were seeing when Kane was debuting Hell in the Cell against Mankind. This version of The Undertaker. Differences being the the longer sort of whatever you might call them. He's got like, a, he's got like a, a big like duster that's, yeah, it's very ornate. It's very like meticulously detailed, like around the shoulders and stuff. He's got the hair greased down good and proper. And he's got the he's tattoo. Got the, the tattoo, oh yeah. yes, the tattoo on the cheek, like he's just been in prison. For murdering a man. Wow. What are you it's, saying for this one? <laughs> it's, it's good, but it's not, it's not, again, I, I wouldn't say that this is like my ideal image of Undertaker, personally. No. I don't really have any connection to this, at this stage, I don't really have a connection to this sort of Undertaker. So... I still think I still think it's it's at least all right, if not lovely, lovely, lovely. It's, it's a step in the right direction because it's it's more sinister for sure. Like he's, it's it's. I guess the first time Undertaker's got serious, like with a new gear design, because up to then he's been like fabric, fabric, weird satin pajamas, and then now it's leather, and now it's like it's. Yeah, I think he's he's gone full goth here, which needs to be commended, but it's not quite as good as it's gonna get. So I'd say it's in top of all right or bottom of lovely, lovely, lovely. I'll go bottom of lovely, lovely, lovely because yeah. I'm quite partial to it. And then we're moving on to the Ministry of Darkness as you are frozen once again. Uh, I've got no idea if hello. you can hear me. I can hear you. Uh, hello, I can hear you now. You're just not moving. Sweet. Uh, Ministry of Darkness taker. Right, yeah, this is this is great. This is properly, properly, properly great. I love it. I love the, the big shoulders. I love the crazy like stuff on the front of his shirt. I love that he's got the big boots on. I love everything about this. I think it's great. His, his little beard yeah. with his little points. He looks very satanic. It's, it's good. It's almost Sullivan-esque in the face. But yeah, I, <laughs> I, like, I like how it's a bit more sinister. Again, they've dialed it up. It's very comic booky. 
And he looks a bit like a Power Rangers villain, but again, that was sort of around the time that that was popular. So I guess it makes sense. Yeah, and I, I don't know if it's just personal preference, but he'd gone from wearing the sort of cut-up dress shirt as his torso attire, yeah. to wearing the sort of tight lycra, went round his neck. I thought that looked, but it was the way it was cut up around his pectoral, so made him look bigger yes. and more scary. Yes, uh, and as, this is, you know, this is, this is peak. He's going around converting people, stealing them, turning them into his minions. That's, that's just peak Undertaker. That's like my childhood. That's when I'm starting to really get into wrestling. And that's, yeah, I think this is a big part of it. I mean, this, the is, the, this is the Undertaker that puts Austin on the cross and nicked Stephanie. And it, yeah, it's, it's classic moments taken, this. So in the best, I put yeah, it in the best. In the best. And then we move on, obviously goes away to recover his injuries and whatnot for a period of time. And he returns as the American badass. The picture I've got here is the blue shirt with the black jeans and the boots. Thoughts on that one? I, as much as I loved this at the time, the more I go back to it, I'm like, eh. But at the same time, it's amazing that he was able to change that character up so much that it was a complete reinvention and he got over all over again with it. Like... It's like when Stephen King started doubting his abilities and started writing under a different name. <laughs> Just I didn't to know see. that happened. What, yeah, what name did he write under? Richard Bachman. So he, oh. he, he was like, oh, I'll, see if, uh, I'll see if the critics are saying my books are good just because they're good or just because it's my name on them. But this is, feels oh. like what Undertaker did here. He sort of completely changes and people still love it. Uh, I mean, the choices of music were pretty terrible. Limp. Limp Biscuit and Kid Rock, but they were in at the time. They were very popular. Um, you can't say that about Limp Biscuit. They're <laughs> WWE's favourite band ever they in the were, history of until, the world ever. Until SummerSlam 2017, when Fred Durst went, <laughs> and then they were unceremoniously cold. That was it. Yeah, shame. But where are we putting original return denim shirt, dark denim jeans? Where are we putting that one? I'd say this is top of all right. Top of all right, I'll go with that. Yeah, because it gets better. It does get better. Um, we obviously have to, a special shout-out. I've not included the picture in this one. Special shout-out to, I think, the match he had with Kurt Angle, I think it was at Survivor Series, when he had the snakeskin pants on. Right. Do I those don't remember that like, at all. Oh, they were special. I'm special to shout out to those pants. snakeskin Undertaker pants. I'm sure there was snakeskin, I think there were, or even crocodile print, something like that. They were light in colour though, Sam. You had a black singlet on with the light trousers. It was one hell of a look. Kurt Angle, Undertaker it? pants. Oh, wow. They are special, What is they? that? He looks but like lovely, a... What event was it? He looks like a New Orleans pimp. He looks like Incredible a, trousers. What do you call him? Who left with Vince Russo, Ed Ferrara. That's how he used that to dress. Is... That is a sentence nobody's ever said before, I don't think. <laughs> Undertaker looks like Ed Ferrara. He does in that anyway, picture. Anyway, we, we move on to the, the later day American badass, if you will, when Jim Ross was calling him old Booger Red. Yes. The Red Bloody Bogey, this as far as I'm aware. Big Evil, and Big Evil is great. This was yeah. like, he got the look just right. Black leather, the vest. He was, you know, American flag on the back of the bike. The bandana the hair and everything was like it was a complete change Undertaker was a great great heel around this character like just just great anyway but like this was yeah full. but he was he was one of those heels one of those heels that was so cool you couldn't help but yeah. cheer the guy and it was this He's was like badass. full realisation of that character change I think and it was it was great 
So yeah, this is definitely a step up from the debut of the American Badass with a blue shirt. Um, yeah. So it's got to be at least all right. Is it pushing it a lovely, lovely, lovely territory? I think it's lovely, lovely, lovely. Just for those leather pants alone. Yeah. It was the simplicity of it as well, wasn't it? It was like, just very, here I am in my leather pants. I'm sure I've been somebody, for a beer. I've had a biff there. Somebody discovered today, uh, not today, uh, recently, and I, I'm just remembering it now. Uh, you know his, his logo, the big red devil face? Yeah. Right? The hair spells out Undertaker, I think. So if you find the t-shirt... Does it? Yeah, it's like a subliminal thing. There was a... It spells out something. Hold on. Undertaker, big evil... Sure. I'll try and put it up on screen while we're talking about it. We're through the choppy waters now, hopefully. We are moving on to the dead man return, the sort of undertaker we saw once he'd grown his hair out from about, I don't know, when the hair reached full voluptuousness about 2007 through to about 2012, something like that. Yeah. Uh, what are you saying about this one? Well, it's, it's modern undertaker now. That's what it is. This is pretty much what Taker has been since he returned. Um... The only thing is that he's got slightly more ornate gear now, I guess. But the the whole thing with this apparently was that Undertaker didn't want to go back to be an Undertaker and had to be convinced. And then it was a whole thing of like, well, I've I've taken on a whole new style since becoming like big evil and doing all that stuff. I don't do half the stuff anymore. And it was like, no, you don't have to be spooky old Undertaker in ring. You just have to be him on the way to the ring. And when you get in there, you can still do the same stuff. Throw in a little bit of the old flavour and it'll be fine. But it apparently took a lot of convincing to get him to do it again. But I'm so glad they did. The only thing that is weird that sort of remained is the MMA gloves. But I guess that's, you know, preference thing, isn't it? Mm. So where are you putting this Undertaker? Obviously with the... The sort of retro hat, but it wasn't really. It was slightly different. The long sort of leather trench coat, uh, the leather pants, and the singlet on top. Where are you putting this one? I don't think it's as good as the older stuff. But I'd say it's, it's still up there. I don't know. What are you thinking? I'll divert to you on this one. I think it's in lovely, 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 yeah. personally. I think if we're going to put, like, old Booger Red and uh, the Prince of Darkness and sort of the Phantom of the Opera, we've got to put this one on the similar level to that one. Don't think yeah. it's in the best, but it's certainly no worse than that. And then we're moving on to uh, the end of an era Hell in the Cell match at WrestleMania 28. He rocks up. He, he wore a wig, I think, for, like, the build-up to that WrestleMania. Then yeah. we get there, and he lifts off his hood, and there's a bloody bald Mohican thing. <laughs> Thoughts on this one? Uh, I liked it because it was a big shock. Uh, he did look a bit like Phil Mitchell, though. That's, <laughs> that's the He's only not thing. as hard as Phil Mitchell, though. <laughs> no, and with the with the eyeliner uh, and no hair, it looks just a little bit jarring. But it's still really cool, and the gear is proper, like detailed. I'd say this is at least lovely, lovely, lovely. I would say that as well, just for the coat. I think we use yeah. it as the Undertaker silhouette in all of our news videos yeah. still to this day. Yeah. The one with all the spikes on the shoulders and stuff. I think that's his best ring coat ever. So we go <laughs> lovely, lovely, lovely. I don't think it's on the same level as Ministry or the original one. Ah, uh, bottom then. Bottom lovely, lovely, lovely. Bottom lovely, lovely. Then we move on to the, the most recent Undertaker we saw, the Holy Trinity. Oh, sorry, the Unholy Trinity, sorry. I thought that was going to be the debut of a brand new stable for him, but no, what he meant by that, for obviously for the Boneyard match against AJ Styles at WrestleMania 36, was just the amalgamation of Mark Calloway, Deadman Taker and Biker Taker, all in one package. That's what he meant by that one. So what are you making about that one? Yeah, they got it. They got it. Bob on. He looks like he's like an extra in Sons of Anarchy or something. Uh, he wouldn't look out of place in an episode of Breaking Bad, but 
It's it's just he looks spawn, isn't it? He's turned up to to do business. He's got his leather on. He's got his gloves on. He's got his bandana and his bike with radical two thousand and one flames. <laughs> he should have been wearing think... a Guy Fieri Flavor Town shirt with like a tiger on the back and a uh, an airbrushed painting of like a souped up Polish. <laughs> Do you see he's the actual he's the actual final boss of the Wednesday Night Wars if that's actually a thing? Yeah, it's all on this. the top of the TV ratings. Somebody he was top followed five. me. <laughs> like this account that charts the uh, charts the ratings. It's the best. Oh, so unholy trinity, Mark Calloway. Where are we going? This is at least lovely, lovely, lovely. I think if we're going to put Booger Red on there, we've got to put Unholy Trinity slightly higher up. Well, yeah, this, so is, like, like, this like... is like the final realisation of all of that biker-taker build. This yeah. is sort of how he would look now if he was still biker-taker. And then we go back to the random assortment of superstars from WWE's past. Well, this is a present superstar, actually. It's Mr. Ronald Mysterious himself. And how do we go anywhere, Sam, but the very best? Well, is, are we talking this exact... Outfit, like, because the mask. How can here, you talk? How can you talk about one like, Rey Mysterio? You can't. That's the thing. But the, I, I like the the construction of the mask here. It seems a lot thicker, and like a lot like so the the weird like wing things that come down. They look like they're made out of like a hard rubber. If you go back and look at any proper like shots of him from that night, like the backstage shots, the mask looks proper, like really, really, really detailed. It's like made out of like a cool leather. It's really thick and really like expensive looking. And I think that's the best sort of mask Ray's had. And I think like that should be what all of his masks are built off that sort of foundation. But I mean, come on. The only thing that Ray ever did that was terrible was when he started wearing that singlet. Yeah. That was the only thing that was bad. Like everything else, I mean, look at him. Yeah. Sick at him. Man of his age looking like that. I know he's got to be in the best, hasn't he? What's your what's your because what's your thoughts on the mask? You know when he sort started to cut the back off and it was just a bald I, head. I don't like that. I, don't I was like, never a fan of that either. No, I preferred the the Aztec seal at the back, like or whatever yeah. it is, with the the full head. Um, I get it's probably again a breathability thing, but nah, I just I was never a fan. The only time it worked was obviously Jericho when he pulled the mask off and it was double mask. Mm. Um, but I, yeah, nah. I prefer the full, full-headed mask from Ray. Do you have a particular favourite look for Mr. Ronald Mysterious? Mine's his double. My, I it. Mine's his WCW purple question mark. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I tell you. Oh. <laughs> all stitched together up, right up to the mask itself. It just steps <laughs> into it like it's a transformer. That might just be. I had a toy, a WCW toy. It was the giant and Rey Mysterio in a, in a, in a package together. Yeah. And Rey's neck would extend so Big Show would get his hand around his neck. It was yeah. a fantastic toy. I love... Um, <laughs> Sorry, action figure. What was his... It was one of his main references where it was all like just huge, like massive spectacle. I think it was like... 25 was that the one with the, the the big headdress and everything yeah, yeah I loved that like I, was I that early that. On, I yep all fantastic stuff from Ronald Mysterious then we move on to Ric Flair excuse me where are we going here uh, I mean for the entrance row alone it's iconic for the I mean come on he literally wears trunks with his initials Boots with his initials. Yeah, Ric Flair's got to go in the best, hasn't it? You would think on paper many wrestling fans wouldn't take that sort of thing, but obviously with his gimmick as the pompous, I'm richer than you, I've yeah. got $15,000 crocodile shoes, woo! And all that malarkey. Fantastic stuff from Ric Flair. It's timeless as well. Yeah, there's a guy on eBay who sells feathers. He, he has a couple of Ric Flair robes. And obviously when he has them cleaned and stuff, feathers drop off. So he has the feathers sealed in like... Um, in like a resin and then he'll sell you this little block with a Ric Flair and like a certificate of authenticity they're like 80 quid but it's really cool I would never pay for it but it's really cool (laughs) and then we're moving on to one of Ric Flair's greatest rivals obviously this tier ranking is about WWE uh, superstars Sting obviously did appear in WWE but we have to speak about the proper Sting, don't yeah. we? WCW, 97, that sort of time. Starcade. The singlet with the, the, the scorpion up the side of it. The pattern is what duster. made a big... Di- you know when he had the thigh pattern? The goalkeeper pattern. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> that was a big difference. And he had the crotch pattern as well for some reason. Yeah. Well, my dad used to play Sunday League and he was a goalkeeper. So his, his goalie pants were uh, for, like, for the winter. They were literally what Sting wore. Like the massive padding. <laughs> Down the yeah. front and shins. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, this has got to go. It's iconic. It's, better, it's yeah. It's it's better than surface thing. I'm going there now before we I, say anything so else. So I think we should have had a whole extra tier here, just called iconic, where it's just yeah, yeah. I guess it's what the best is. Just look at the array of talent we've got there. We've got Kane, a couple of takers, <laughs> Rey Mysterio, Ric Flair, and Sting. That is just iconic by itself. Yeah. And speaking of iconic. I don't know which version of Macho Man we want to speak uh, about here, but Macho Man, Randy Savage, Sam, it's got to go in the best as well, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, the glasses, the hat, the, the huge ornate entrance gowns, the, oh man, Macho King, where he's got the, he's got the sedan, he's being carried to the ring, and oh. He's, it's that rope where when he stretches his arms out, it's just there as one big He's thing. the epitome of pageantry in wrestling when you look back at his stuff. It's just yeah. the level of... Um, oh, it's, it's great. It's great. It's great. It's in the best straight away. Yeah. Then we move on to more iconicness as we have oh. uh, the LOD, the shoulder pads with the spikes. Oh, there's something best. else from shoulder pads with spikes. Best, 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 best. 
and their hair fills each other's in. I know, that's the great thing as well, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you watch the Dark Side of the Ring on yes. then too? Yeah, I did. It was unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Um, I had no idea about Hawk buggering off to Japan and then really yeah. thought, well, doing the LOD with somebody yeah, with, else. Yeah, Power Warrior. And they, oh, it got very awkward. And uh, it's how fitting as well, this pictures with the iconic tag belts as well. That's, yes. Those tag belts are just... Absolutely. That is late 1980s WWF yeah. in a nutshell there, isn't it? Yeah. Um, what were your thoughts on Animal going into short shorts for a period of time, Sam? Uh, I like it more as it is. I'm more of a traditionalist when it comes to this. So, um, yeah, no, no. Not a fan of LOD 2000 then? No, uh, I wasn't a fan of Heidenreich either. <laughs> <laughs> what about Droz? I... It... It was interesting for sure, but like I, I just don't know. Like it was this weird time where they weren't really ever clutching at straws for anything else, but this felt like it was clutching at straws storyline-wise. It was just like in a sea of all of this brand new, entertaining, unbelievable stuff. This was like a fart. It had been there before, and it's back again, but it's not as good. It's even worse now. So it's mm. like if they just let them continue and put draws somewhere else I think it could have been great but yeah no it's just not 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 my jam back to the modern day we go and this time we have Angel Garza and you might be sat there thinking to yourself this is just a guy who wears leather is it leather pleather pleather why front in the ring but we're yeah. not here to speak about that are we Sam there go the pants Tom Phillips likes to say on a Monday night what are your thoughts on the pants uh, I think it's great I think the, especially with Full Sail in his first couple of matches when he whacked him off everybody was like whoa and it was class um, Garza for me is a, he is the future of that company they need to hold on to him as much as they physically can that guy is a rocket he doesn't need a rocket strapped into him he will take them to the moon I, I, yeah and he whaps his pants off it's great what's not a love I, I wouldn't say it's iconic or anything not yet it, it might will be, be one will day be you one never day. know um, but I'd say, you know, it, it's, it's all right. It's all right for now. Lovely, 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 maybe. Top of Shall all right. We'll put it, we'll put it in all right, and then yeah. we'll see where it goes. I would like to see more variation on the pants. Obviously, yeah. we've seen it where someone's <laughs> grabbed them and he's kept on running and they've come off. We've seen how, lots of different ways, but I guess, how do you make that different? Do you have any ideas of how to rip pants off differently? Sam? You could throw the pants at your opponent and then play dead like Eddie Guerrero. Because <laughs> <laughs> pants are a bad thing in wrestling. Um, Honky Tonk Man we have next Oh god I, I don't <laughs> It's just I mean It's iconic But I, you know Honky's not One of my favourite wrestlers uh, I, I've never really been That interested in him But uh, You know He looks He looks the part He looks the part And that's That's the thing <laughs> <laughs> Um, he looks like, he looks like an old fan. Elvis. It's fine. I know that is. It's it's literally is just Elvis, isn't it? He looks and like I, I he looks like the guy that for fifty quid would have for fifty quid extra would have married us in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Divorce still ongoing, by the way. But I, I don't like the the lack of originality here. I'm trying to look at the rest of everything else we've tiered so far, yeah. and everything else sort of has its own unique spin on it, doesn't it? Well, this is the thing with Honky Tonk Man. Like, there's a lot of variation. But it's a lot of variation on the same theme. So with Undertaker, you saw like he went from like 
cotton to like that weird satin to leather to biker to all this stuff. Honky just sort of found a jumpsuit, looked like Elvis, rhinestone it different every time. And again, like I get that this is from the comic book era, so like everybody wore the same thing. It's not something you can actually complain about because Vader never changed. Like like when he was in there like you, you never had like anything Hogan didn't change Macho Man changed it up but like most people that were like prominent were just wearing the same gear like a cartoon character so sort of a victim of the time maybe with that sort of way of thinking about gear but eh eh maybe bearable. put it in bearable I don't think it's been worthy nah just above the bin. He made, he's made an effort, so it's not bin worthy. But yeah. yeah, and he still looks the, exactly the same today as he did in 1988. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> the same. Um, then we go to gold dust. Oh, just gold dust in general. I don't know, because obviously we have um, gimp gold dust for a period of time, don't yeah. we? We're, I mean, we're not counting black rain or anything like that. My but. favorite gold dust is is still just the original, like long. Uh, wig and the the bodysuit and the very simple paint the Intercontinental Championship with the gold strap like that gold dust was so boundary pushing like at the time for the audience the he got heat for like just based off the audience's misconceptions and preconceptions about him as a character but like just it's 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 iconic isn't it the guy he's yeah. gold he's painted himself gold he nearly got breast implants he's <laughs> <laughs> think of how much it would have dialed it up if he had breast implants I know that's it's what's keeping you out the best Dustin that's what's keeping you out the best son <laughs> <laughs> what are your uh, do you prefer the black and gold or the silver and gold because I'm edging towards the silver me. I used to love the, the paler gold with the silver rather than the richer gold with the black I, I prefer black and gold Oh. Although, no, actually, no. That first, the silver with the big, the big like it's got like the big almost cane-like tear across it. Or it's mm. like a thing up the front. But yeah, that was that's yeah, that's peak gold dust for me. So where are we going with just gold dust in general? A golden man in the wrestling ring. <laughs> it's either going to be bottom of the best or top of lovely, lovely, lovely. Is it better than... Ke- Oops, I've done that thing. Sorry, Sam, I've done that it's thing. It's all right, don't uh, worry. I've, I've dropped under, the internet. Is it better than Kane in 2001? Ah. Uh, yes. This is a big call. Yes, yes, we'll yes, go yes it is. The, bottom of the best, then. Then we're moving on to... We've, seen, we've been through the bad. Well, it's not really his fault, but the bad of Triple H. Yeah. Let's go on to the good now. We haven't gone to WrestleMania 31. We've gone to WrestleMania 30. Just quickly, what was your thoughts on this WrestleMania 31 Terminator entrance? I, I hated it. I, I, <laughs> I, like, I like Terminator as a franchise, and it's one of those things I really, really, really want to do well. I want them to just kill it for about 10, 15 years and just restart it, and it'll all be fine. But that entrance, because Genesis was a terrible movie terrible movie and they clearly paid to have it like tie in they had Arnold Schwarzenegger and everything um, and they had that little video but when he came out with like the, the little bit of paper mache like plastic skeleton on I was like nah I was howling middle of the day I couldn't take it seriously I know a lot of people loved it but I'm just like what? like it would work if it was dark and you could have the weird lightning effect that you get in Terminator but nah I think this one was much better so yes, this was the entrance where he had, I think it was Alexa Bliss, Charlotte and Sasha Banks dressed yeah. in... They're all on the image here. So, yeah, they take yeah. off his crown mask thingy and his robe and all that malarkey. King of Kings, I thought it looked absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, 
Is it in the best or is it just below the best? What's your what's your most iconic Triple H look, Sam? That's a big question for you. I like 2000 Triple H. I like my time Triple H. I like proper, like, just pre-quad tear, like, big, bad, rising through Booty the ranks. Him and, him and Stephanie. <laughs> Stephanie being, like, mouthy and shouty. Like, I like that Triple H. Or maybe return with the leather and the denim. That's just, oh, oh. But this you wouldn't get away with that look today. I think he would. He's Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> so where are we going for the WrestleMania 30 entrance specifically? I'd say lovely, lovely, lovely. Oh, great. We're well, lovely, lovely, yeah. lovely. It's a fantastic... It, it, it is him, isn't it? The King yeah. of Kings. Thinks he's no, better this, than everyone else. That's but... one of the only things that I don't like about this is I hate that theme. I hate the King of Kings theme. So do I. Yeah, I like Not the game and I like my time and I think that should be it. My time is better than the game. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first. Or do you agree? I agree, yeah. Lots of people say I'm an idiot when I say that, but anyway. That's the, nice game, the game is just a heavier cover of my time with different lyrics. That's all it is. Hmm. Then we move on to Ricky the Dragon Steamboat with that head oh. thing he's wearing there. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a, looks like a Power Ranger. <laughs> I love the things coming off his arms that are giving wings. Yeah, it's, it's just... And he breathed fire as well, so we're going to throw that in. Um, That's one of my favourite stories from back in the, the golden days of something to wrestle with, was Brucey e. P's stories about him being taught to do that and not being comfortable doing it and all that malarkey. <laughs> You're doing it whether you like it or not. <laughs> Vince, I'm genuinely terrified of fire. I could burn to... You're just doing it. You're doing it. <laughs> Look, and Vince does it himself. It's easy. Yeah, I'm sure there was some sort of accident with like whoever was the the, fight, the coordinator who was training him how to do. It. I'm sure there was some sort of someone will let us know in the comments below. It was a while yeah. ago that I heard it. Anyway, where are we going for Ricky the Dragon Steamboat specifically with this nonsense on his head and his arms? Oh, I'd say all right. I'll go away as well. I'd... It's 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 the t it's a sign of the times, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's certainly fun, and it gets the sort of spirit and and feel of wrestling. Sorry, I'm just adjusting my camera there. Uh, it gets the like feel of wrestling, and it, it's so on brand for that time. But when I mean, you step back and you look at it, it's like well, there's so much going on. There's this chest plate. There's the, a massive tail. There's the scales down his pants. There's this like <laughs> weird velcroy backpack type straps, like the little plastic straps, and then he's got like Batman stuff going on here with the spikes coming off his arms and. It must have been just like getting into the ring, getting it all off, and just like, oh, nah. <laughs> yeah, there it is. In all right, that's just a sign of the times, isn't it? Then yeah. we're moving on to one which I don't know why we have to. What's that? <laughs> I just see what it is next. <laughs> we have to, we have to put this one in here, but we all know where it's oh, going. It's the, we best. Have the, it's the best. The, all the day. giant Gonzalez. We're He's not got, bastardizing this one, Sam. They just they stapled a merc into his crotch and, and just and just I don't but the airbrushed abs, man. I just don't get like what's he supposed to be? Like <laughs> I don't understand either. I've just got a notification from BBC News, Sam. Oh yeah. pubs and all that can reopen on August the third. Like indoors oh. properly or something. Oh. I couldn't read that notification. I'll still this be earth shattering news happening I'll, here on the I'll still be I'll still be uh I'll still be holding back a bit, I think. Oh, it's Welsh pubs. Oh. Not even relevant. I thought it was some sort of different level to the stuff we had last week. Yeah, my, my birthday's on the 2nd, and I'm a bit sceptical about going out for a meal and stuff like that. Just throw a massive rager. 
We'll socially distance pub. at Lisa's Park and just stand around talking with a boombox. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's unprofessional of me. I got excited when I saw that notification, Sam. Where are we going with the giant Gonzalez? He has to go in the bin, doesn't he? It's, I mean, the, it's bin, the, the airbrushing is so 80s, but it's like. He's almost like a... Have you ever seen any of the artwork for Attack on Titan? Have you ever seen Attack on Titan in general? He looks sort of like a Titan, but like all of his muscles are like ripping out and he almost looks slightly inside out. It's weird. Uh, and he's got the hair down his arms because he's obviously like a wild man. But it doesn't make up for the fact that he was... He was I mean, you get a better match out of a cardboard box. Really. He's the, yeah. He is the, the asterisk... On on Undertaker's reigns, his, his legacy, his, his, his streak, word, word disappeared out of my brain. Um, he's the little mark next to it because he, he, he tried to knock the Undertaker out with uh, chloroform. chloroform. But yeah, I don't know what's happening to my brain, Ross. I think I'm just having a stroke. We'll it's see. a lockdown, Sam. It's Everything's happening. Been, Everything's I've happening. Been fuzzy. I've been fuzzy in the head since March. Have, it's you, a, it's a hard... have you had any problems like talking to people? Where you'll just like start talking to someone and then you'll just go, what do I talk about next? You're just like, social just skills are just diminished. <laughs> I'm so, socially awkward to begin with, there's yeah. nothing new there. Um, but then we move on to Demolition, who, when I went to the old sex museum in Amsterdam, I got a new appreciation for, de- a new appreciation for Demolition, sorry, because essentially all of their attire, face paint aside, obviously, comes from a sexy, sexy shop. Yes, it's uh, it's all BDSM looking stuff. They're wearing massive harnesses. I mean, come on, but they they were what Vince thought people would want because he couldn't get the Road Warriors, um, and so this was what we got for a bit. And you know, they were the most dominate uh, dominating tag team of all time. Um, they were good. It's just they were good. It's just, I mean, the the, the chaps. The chaps with the spikes. It's too, it's too naughty for it's, me, Sam. It's if too, I was gonna they look sit like, down my child on a Saturday morning to watch some rest, and I don't <laughs> want to see demolition coming out there. But with the masks on, they look sort of like Mortal Kombat villains, or like sort of they'd be in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or some street punks or something. But <laughs> it's yeah, it's just it's it's uh, you wouldn't get away with it today, I don't think. <laughs> Try to think of like the most sort of sex shop attire is in wrestling today. Uh, Let us know who you think in the yeah. comments below. Who is it? Roman. Roman's got some padding on. <laughs> Roman does not get his laser tag vest from a sex shop. Or maybe he does. I don't know. If you've been, have, you, have you been in a sex if shop? If you own a sex shop out there, maybe you can let us know what your stock's like. <laughs> um, demolition. Where are we going? It's, it's still an iconic look, but it's not that great. I'd say all right... Or lovely, lovely, lovely. I'll go all right. It's just yeah. the, it's just that you can't get out your head once you've seen the thing, yeah. seen, seen the, the the dirtiness of it all. Anyway, then we're moving on to another career retrospective kind of thing. We're not talking about Husky Harris before we start here. We're speaking about Bray Wyatt kicking things off with cult leader Bray, the hat, the rocking chair, the Hawaiian shirt, the Whalen Mercy. Everything about Whalen. What are you saying for this one? This is great. It's, I really, really, really like this because nobody else was doing it. He reignited a gimmick that was long dead. He had the charisma to pull it off. And just the juxtaposition of that lovely, bright, colourful shirt with that dark interior, like everything that's going on inside of him. Like, I think that's cool. But it gets a lot worse before it gets a lot better with Bray Wyatt. 
So I'd say that this has to be up there for sure. I wouldn't say that's it's an like, interesting comment. What do you mean by that? Because it gets to a point with Bray Wyatt where it feels like he's just wearing a vest, like he's just cut the sleeves off his t-shirt and he's given up. Like it, it feels like it doesn't. Well, I'm just sort of you know snowballing, spitballing, whatever here. But it's like it feels like he starts strong and then when they just stop caring about him, he just stops caring. Like he just wears pants and he wears like a vest, and it's like ah. Oh, Okay. Uh, this is because the, the I love this look. I love the beard. I love everything about it. And the the promos were fantastic. But it got to the point where, just because he could, he could, he I felt a little. Sp- he could <laughs> cut a good Internet's promo. Internet's gone and now brains have gone. <laughs> he, he could cut Sam a good promo. So WWE thought, you know what? He can do a good promo. Let's have him do the same promo every single week where he would just ramble. Absolute and nonsense. The worst, knew what he was speaking about. And the worst part was that it always had to end with run, or it always had to end with follow the buzzards. And, and like, when they started off, and it was cool, and it was like, oh, this is like so like creepy and stuff. But after three weeks of it, it's like, ah, all right. yeah, he's always out yeah. on the bar you again, yeah. <laughs> you see he is yeah. The sort of re- the sort of reaction that the cult leader Bray got when he returned a couple of weeks ago on SmackDown, everyone loves it, don't they? Yeah, it's just. I I'm mean, gonna say best, it, me. I'm. Yeah, I think this has got to go in the best, and it, it's. I think Bray's going to be one of these people who sort of ends up a bit like Mick Foley later on. If he stays with WWE for say another ten years, I reckon in about five six years we're going to end up with various iterations of Bray Wyatt creeping in, sort of like Balor and the Demon. But why it'll just change himself up to whatever sort of fits and whatever he's needed for. Yeah, that's the way he's going at the minute. I never saw that coming when he debuted the Firefly Funhouse yeah. last year. I thought old cult leader Bray was gone. But wrestling's wacky as ever these days <laughs> and I'm all for it. So speaking of the Firefly Funhouse, I'm going to go with Firefly Funhouse Bray now. And then we'll yes. get to the Fiend after that. Where you put... Because I like the juxtaposition of a man... Well, essentially a children's TV presenter who wants to murder your children while, oh. he's, do, while he's presenting the TV. I, mean, I like just the juxtaposition of this warm character with his fuzzy jumper on and his pants on and he comes in the ring with the Miz and uh, Braun Strowman it was. And he's all sort of lovey-dovey, but then he can just take your heat off with a massive boot or something like that. Yeah. It's like uh, just the jumper and everything, his hair tied back, he's very neatly kept. Like it's, You're right, it, it's the juxtaposition of this nice... Like what seems to be this nice character with this really sinister background, and it's sort of like you're seeing his psyche behind him with it, and it's all just like there, and it's all a complete package. I think Funhouse Bray is still good when you take him out of there, but I think that that room is as much a part of his attire as yeah. what he's what he's wearing. So I think when you collect this as a package, as I said, Bray Wyatt gets a lot worse before it gets better because it starts strong, then it dips, and then we get this, and it's like amazing. And so, yeah, I think this has got to be, this has got to be top of lovely, lovely, bottom of the best. It's got to be. I would say top of lovely, lovely. Oh, no, we, I'm going to go the best because what you said there about the fun house being part of the attire, yeah. that's absolutely spot on, isn't it? The, fire, the, the house itself is part of the Because when, of the when you took him out of it, it's just weird because he's like, and he's all nice and it's all fine, but he doesn't seem to have any power when he's not in that fun house and he's that guy. He doesn't seem to be able to get anything done. So it's like maybe that it is part of who he is. 
And yeah, just before we move on, I think it was the, the sort of, they took a lot away when they had that backstage bit where Seth Rollins just walked into the funhouse. Yeah. That should never have happened. No well, other superstar, unless Bray invited them in like he did with John Cena at WrestleMania. Nobody should just walk on as if it's a backstage set. The other thing that really irritated me about that whole thing with Rollins as well was that Bray dragged Brian down into like hell and into like the, his, his weird twisted world under the ring, removed his hair, all of this stuff. Rollins, like it was the week before or a month before or something, Rollins was like pulled down into a hole in the ring. It seemed like the cues were all off because sound kept coming on and going off. Lights were on and then they'd go off and then it didn't feel like it was quite coordinated right. It felt a bit like, oh, was that supposed to come on? Oh, no, it wasn't. Take it off. I'll put it back on. And it was all a bit weird. But Rollins gets pulled all the way down. And then just crawled straight back out. And it was like, okay, so you've just neutered the fiend. Like, mm. he can't drag this guy who's half his size just under the ring. Like, I don't know. That, that annoyed me. So I was so happy when that was quickly just... And we moved on. Mm. But, yeah. But I, the funhouse being part of the attires, had not looked at that that way before. So thank you for opening nice. my eyes, Sam. Nice. But Dad. then we're moving on to the fiend. And I oh. was on, a, on Twitter already this week, Sam, saying the Butcher from AEW has the best look in pro wrestling today. And someone naturally replied with the Fiend's mask. And then someone replied to that saying, unpopular opinion, the Fiend looks goofy. And it got lots, it got a, few, a fair few likes, I should say. Whoa. I never thought of that before. I think this looks amazing. When I first saw it, I remember I was like, this is so cool. But at the same time, like my mates who don't watch wrestling... Um, because they know what I do they'll dip in and out and whenever it's like trending they might like message me going like oh he's, like what's this or like oh, this is cool um, and when Wyatt was unveiled it was like like the fiend was unveiled and everything um, they were sort of like oh that's, that mask's like proper like cheap Halloween-y it was like weird I was like I sort of had that opinion until I saw it and then I was like when I got the package and the like the deadlights and everything like, and I, I was able to sit and digest it, watch it a few times. I was like, all right, I get it now. But I was in the camp initially that it looked a bit goofy, but now I couldn't imagine it looking any other way. Yeah. The title was goofy for sure. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of the title. No, that was bad, but he shouldn't have the belt in the first place, so. <laughs> no, he shouldn't. That's a different discussion yeah. for another day. Um, the Fiend, is it alongside Cult and Firefly Funhouse Bray in the best? I'd say it's top of lovely, lovely, lovely for now. I think, I think, I think that Firefly Funhouse Bray is better than The Fiend because there's more range out of Firefly Funhouse Bray, whereas The Fiend is very one-dimensional. The Fiend's there to do one job. And it's cool. It's a very cool attire, but I don't know. I, th- I like the sinister, like, just wearing nice oh, clothes. What. And he's, like, he's like, cracking away behind the, the mask. I don't think I can agree with this because of the severed head. Oh, forgot all about the severed head. That was really cool. Yeah, that's the, exclusive to the fiend, isn't it? Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, I'll go with mind. you. I'd say, I'd say, chuck him up. Go on. We'll go him in the best. So there we have it. All three versions of Bray Wyatt are in the best, but we're moving back. Well, moving everywhere. We're everywhere. These two, the Dudley Boys. Specifically, the picture here has them in their camouflage attire. Yeah. Although we might as well discuss about the tie-dye. I was never a fan of Bubba Ray and shorts. Never, ever a fan of Bubba Ray and shorts. Never thought it looked <laughs> right. Um, but where are we going for the camouflage gear? I love the camo gear. Um, and I, I, it's just... It's the Dudleys, man. It's, it's our childhood. They're, 
it's an iconic look. The glasses with the tape, the camo, everything about it. The ah, oh, yeah, no, it, it's simplicity. Simplicity is best, and this is exactly what it is. They're just mm. there to to just smash things up, break a few tables. Yeah. Where are we going then? Best, lovely, lovely, lovely. Lovely, 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 I think. We'll go in lovely, lovely, lovely. Why the hell not? Because the dumplings are more about themselves rather than their gimmick. They're sort mm. of, they're one of those, they're, they're not like a big, big character. They're just sort of very, we're here to break stuff and have fun. <laughs> and then we're moving on to someone we've not seen for quite some time. We're moving on to the demon Finn Balor. We can go on about the flaws and the character, how he would, you know, challenge Brock Lesnar for the Universal title at the Royal Rumble, not use the unbeatable demon who did get beaten by Samoa Joe, but shush, shush. But then he would go on to WrestleMania to face Baron, was it Corbin? I can't even I can't remember. remember. No, no, it wasn't Corbin, it was <clears throat> Bobby Lashley. He would go on and face Bobby Lashley in a nothing match at WrestleMania, and he would bring out the demon. Made no sense to me, that. But the look of the demon is absolutely sensational. I would love to yeah. be somewhere in Japan when he started doing the all-over body paint and having that idea. Whoever had that idea to do that first, having that sort of creativity. Yeah. Imagine living, like, living your life with that sort of talent in your head. <laughs> <laughs> it's just cool, isn't it? Like, the, everything about it is great. The only thing I don't like about it is the little hat. <laughs> the, hat, the hat's the only thing where I'm like it, it's, it just looks a little bit goofy but at the same time you don't really stare at the hat because he's so captivating you just sort of take it all in and he's done the different variations like for different takeovers he's done different things which has been cool as well yeah. but is it is it top tier though? I the, think it is yeah I'd say top of lovely, 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 or bottom, or bottom of the best. But the only other thing that irks me about the character of um, the demon is that he'll go into matches and challenge, you know, and it's the demon. It's like, oh no, we can't beat the demon, and he has the exact same move set as Finn Balor. So yeah. you, you do your match research, regardless, it'll be fine. But I think in terms of the look, yeah. One of the top two tiers. I'm going to leave it to you. I've got, I've got the top tier. Yeah. The, the intricacy of the, the, the body yeah. paint is unbelievable. It's got to be like airbrushed on or something because it is proper yeah. like, like detail. And it stays on largely. It stays yeah. on its body, doesn't it? Like, like, it's not like Sting where it would just like disappear off his head in <laughs> like a scratch five minutes. <laughs> He'd take one bump and he'd come up with half his face out. <laughs> Then we're moving on to three lads who you might know, you might not know, you probably do know though. Once upon a time, Bull Buchanan and the big boss man came together and had some children. They grew up to be Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns of The Shield. It's another one where simplicity is just great. They debuted in those awful jumpers. Um, oh, and then... thank God they didn't have those riot shields though. Oh, yeah, have you that... seen them? Imagine them walking through the crowd with those. You is think, there a photo oh, with The God. Shield? It's an actual photo of them. I've heard of them. I've read up They're about like it. Perspex, big things, what orange yeah. letters I think they've got on them. They're in the warehouse, the old warehouse. Big things like that. Imagine them walking through the crowd with that, like, oh, we're here, we're the shield. Banging we on the front. <laughs> Just, I, uh, nah, I, I, it works so well because they're supposed to be like a group of mercenaries, I guess. They wear, I mean, Roman literally wears a bulletproof vest, protected at all times from every angle. He's smart, um, isn't he? Like D'Lo Brown. Yeah, it's it just everything fits the gimmick really well. It's like they they just got some like SWAT team gear, and that was it. it it's, yeah. If it had been anything more, like you said, with the shield, or if it had been anything less, 
I don't think it would have been as good, but it's just the simplicity of the vests, all wearing like camo gear, like not camo gear, um, like, ta gear. tactical gear, that's what I meant. Like they've got like all the pockets and zips and everything. It just looks cool. What, what do you have sort of an opinion on obviously boss man bull buchanan used to wear it back in the day these lads are basically doing the same thing well this Edith is this is literally uh boss man's return like late 90s early 2000s when boss man came back this is what he was wearing so it's it's yeah it, it's pretty much the exact same thing bull buchanan i can't remember bull wrestlemania 2000 he was sort of uh boss man's lucky and oh, he used to dress yeah. the same thing yeah 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 then they had children together. Of course. Whose, whose womb they came out of, I have no idea. But then Seth Roman and Dean were born. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they debuted. They debuted, of course, when they were 11 years old, each of them. Uh, so, oh, it's got to go in one of the top two tiers. I'd say it's only lovely, lovely, lovely. Why is that, Sam? Because it's not... The shield isn't, like, about the gear. It's about the dynamic. And if we're ranking attires, it's a cool attire, but it's it's something you could go to like the like a hunting shop and probably pick up yourself. Mm. It'll not have the and WWE logos on it, and it'll cost about a fifth of the price, but you could pick it up yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're moving on to big baldy bastard Baron Corbin, but specifically King Corbin, oh. because when you when you win the King of the Ring in the in this day and age, you must become a king. Because it worked with King Barrett, it worked with King Sheamus, it worked with well, it was quite it was actually quite good with King Regal, wasn't it? Yeah. Let's forget about that though. Just imagine though, <laughs> if Stone Cold Steve Austin started becoming a king when he won King of the Ring, what would have happened there? WWE, yeah. your most successful and biggest superstar of all time, potentially, arguably, would not have been that. So it's as simple as that. So we're going with King Corbin here, Sam. It's basic. It's outdated, in my opinion. We've moved on from this kind of crap. The gimmick itself for King Corbin has way outlasted sell by date. It needs to go. What say you? You've missed the entire point. You've missed the entire point of this gimmick. It's that ev everybody knows that this is an outdated crap gimmick. Look at the way they talk to him backstage. Look at the way they take the mick. Look at the way that they don't give him respect. That time Otis came and he, he picked up the crown and put it on, it was just thrown over a chair. He's the only person that puts any importance on this. He's the only person. He probably bought his own crown and his own cape and his own scepter. He's the only one. Everybody else thinks it's a joke. And it fits oh, perfectly. <laughs> because, but it fits perfectly because Corbin is, as a character, that self-important. It's, it's, I think it's great simply because he thinks he's really cool. And he thinks that he's this like big menacing king. And I love Corbin as a heel because he's just he's so annoying. But like, I think it works for me so well because he's up there in all this elegant stuff. Realistically, all they need to do is hold another tournament. He's not going to win it, but he'll still cling to it, and he's still going to try and be king no matter what. Because he's he's in charge, and he's going to leave the locker room, and he's going to do this. Nothing, nobody cares about anything he's got to say, but him. And that's what I love. That's why I think it works really well. <laughs> Honestly, he looks. He comes across as a monumental knobhead that doesn't do point. anything That's for him. That's the point. No, it doesn't do anything. It needs to do something for him yeah, as well. Yeah, it does. It does. In though. terms of like our perception of him. I, I don't know. I've been enjoying Corbin's, like, it's, the only problem I'm having with it is that it's very repetitive. But I, I'm really enjoying his work as a heel. And I'm just hoping they can just do something. Just 
Because that's a good catalyst would just be another King of the Ring tournament. Because he's got to now defend his, his throne. And I think if you if you threw that in, you might get some really good range out of him. But other than that, it's it is a bit it's a bit outdated. But I think personally for me, I, I'm on board with it. So oh. I'll, leave, I'll leave this one at the mercy of you because yeah. if it goes where <laughs> I want it to go, people will probably like burn my house down. No, but it's just in my head. Like you look at Corbin, the man himself, and you know he's got the attire. He's like wears the long pants and the singlet and whatnot. Yeah. If that was just him, and he's got all the cool tattoos and whatnot, and yeah. he likes his heavy metal music and he likes his weird stuff like collecting skulls. Honestly, and all that. I genuinely would. I'd, I'd I'd love to go for a pint with Baron Corbin. I think it'd be I'd great. I'd love to go around to Baron Corbin's for tea. Are you seeing the barbecue, man? Oh it's my unbelievable. God. I envy his cooking setup so I'd much. I'd let him bully me for being fat as long as I could eat some of that barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, like, the, the real-life Baron Corbin is so interesting. Yeah. And yet he's lumbered with his bollocks. Just let the guy well, be himself, but he's weird, so interesting. One of the things that I was really fascinated about when they did like, start a little video, they were in Switzerland on a, on a WWE Live, like a house show loop. And um, he... He just went into this like master watchmakers and started talking in depth about watches, and it was like, this guy's like about twenty five thousand watches. Yeah, like. he's got like he's like proper new everything. I was like, this is really cool. Like, why aren't they like? You couldn't have a watchmaker gimmick, but clearly the guy's like intelligent and a bit meticulous. You could surely yeah. dial this in, like to his character. He's got more. such such unique interest, and you could play that into a heel character so yeah. well by just him being so different. Well, and as give well, give him a watch like, rich, and have somebody smash thing. it. Yeah. Done. Easy story. <laughs> <laughs> but I, we're going for King Corbin here, not what could be yeah. with uh, Baron Corbin himself. Where are you going? I don't want to put it in myself, but where are you going just with a King? I'd, I'd say all right, but as I said, people will burn my house down, so I'll defer to you on this one. I'll go all right just because, it, in terms of the King gimmick, it yeah. is the best King attire I think I've seen with the, the furry cape and the cool black scepter and the black he's, crown. He's been the best King. You know, well, he, no, no, he's he's been he's been an all right king. He's he's been far from the worst king we've ever had, and he might have been the best king we've had for some time. But yeah, I don't want to see him go to the bottom. But I think all right, yeah, we get him all right. Yeah, we'll leave him all right, alongside demolition. And then we end with an age-old discussion, Sam. I am not a bitter old man who used to be a professional wrestler. I do not care that John Cena does not wear traditional wrestling boots. The discussion here, Sam, is jorts or no jorts. Where do you stand on the jorts? The jorts are iconic now. If you go back and you look at his debut or you go back and you look at any of his um, OVW stuff, uh, when he's the prototype and he's wearing, like, trunks, and it, it's just not... I mean, Christ! You can see you can see how muscly his legs are. Jesus! It's like looking at a cow sideways on. But like, <laughs> like it, it's just not Cena. Cena is iconic. The jorts, the merchandise, the positive messages, the bright colours. He's a license to print money. And the thing is, it all makes sense based on his character because obviously he came from this weird like hip hop style background thing character wise so he's not gonna be just wearing like he doesn't want to dress like everybody else he's not gonna dress like a dweeb and turn up with like wrestling gear on like Michael Cole he's not gonna like invest too much time into it if he's like into all that stuff he's into brands he's into looking good and he's into fashionable clothing and at the time this was sort of fashionable 
this was it and he's just not changed the style since then and I think a big part of that's because we are watching a TV show you need to identify the characters and the simplicity of this is John Cena anybody else wore jorts in 10 years time somebody's wearing jorts it'll be Cena like mm. that's what people will be saying like I think it's in and God God help me for saying this I think it's yeah. possibly in the best whoa because I'm it's gonna leave so, this one it's completely so up to you it is iconic but it's like Hogan it's just... with the, the, the t-shirt the chair and the t-shirt and the red and yellow and Cena's just it, it's when you say his name you see it you immediately yeah. see it you know exactly how he's dressed you know exactly how he looks you know exactly where he's going to throw his cap and his armbands like he's going to salute and he's going to do all this like it's it's there so I think it has to go in the best As much, I'm not a massive Cena lover nobody kick off but, like it's 2000 eight again or something but like it's you know I think this is this is iconic I just want to run through the tier below Sam just before we confirm this is where Cena's going right Kane 2001 Phantom of the Opera Undertaker Prince of Darkness Undertaker Boneyard Undertaker Booga Red Undertaker uh, Normal Deadman Undertaker from 2004 onwards 2012 Undertaker Wrestlemania 30 Triple H Dudley Boys and The Shield are all below Jorts wearing John Cena <laughs> <laughs> Maybe knock him down one. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. There yeah. we have our tier rankings for a random assortment. Please, we might do that. We uh, probably will do this again with yeah. some more of your favourite superstars. Let us know. Let us know if there's any we forgot to rank. Yeah, we'll yeah. do it in the future. Don't worry about that. We'll get there. But as is tradition, Sam, we must find out who has the best attire out of these randomly picked superstars. Right. So I'm going to ask you the question. Is the reverse attire Kane better than original Kane? No. Is original Undertaker better than original Kane? Yes. No. Big no. shit. No. No. No, it's Is not. new generation purple highlights Undertaker better than original Kane? Yes. Wow. Is Ministry of Darkness Undertaker better than New Generation Purple Highlights Undertaker? Yes. But then Is Kane Re- goes up one then. Kane has to stay at number two there. Kane's number two. Is Rey Mysterio better than Ministry Undertaker? No. Ric that- Flair's <laughs> robes? Ric Flair's robes better than Ministry Undertaker? That has to be a yes, because it's Ric Flair, right? He's gone for it. The robes are in that number top, uh, number one. Sorry. Do we have Sting above Ric Flair? No. Do we have Macho Man Randy Savage above Ric Flair's robes? Yes. Woohoo! Do we have the Road Warriors above Macho Man Randy Savage? Oh! This is tense. This one's hard. I'm a, I, I like big hosses personally I'd say yes but at the same time it's definitely not it's definitely not I'll Maybe, leave it where it is then yeah. Sam Macho Man remains is Goldust better than Macho Man no is Cult Leader Bray Wyatt better than Macho no. Man no Firefly Funhouse Bray no but he's, he's better than toward the back <laughs> is um, Fiend ooh he's up there but he's not he's not better and finally, Demon Bala. Is he better than Macho Man Randy Savage's attires from through the years? No. 
So there we have it. The best out of these randomly picked superstars. Don't worry. We'll come back to this topic again. Is Macho Man Randy Savage. Real quick. Where would you put Jesse Ventura? Jesse Ventura. In terms he, of the tie dye. But he was like, you know, when he was proper, like, um, overly elegant and he had all the crazy, like, jewelry and stuff. And oh, and he had Hogan's sort of hair as well. Yeah. Oh. Because he was a very, very, like, fashionable man for the time. Yeah. That's a, that might be a discussion for the next attire yeah. tier list. I don't know about you. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's an undersung hero in terms of wrestling attires. Though, maybe that's really we, maybe when we come back to attires, we'll do by, by era, maybe. Or yeah. Something. yeah. Oh, Jesse Ventura's got to be in the conversation, because he was. He, he was slightly before Macho Man, obviously. Yeah, but everybody was nicking it off superstar Billy Graham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so there we have it. Any more closing thoughts? Uh, no, I've really enjoyed this one. I hope everybody at wow. home does too. Yeah. I love attires, mate. I don't yeah. know if it just comes from my love of football kits. I love a good football kit. Yeah. I love a good wrestling attire. I think part of it it's it's the it's the ultimate pageantry aspect of wrestling, though, as well, isn't it? Like um, Steph's being put on RuPaul's Drag Race, and it's like the parallels oh with wrestling. God. The parallels with wrestling like, they go a lot more deep, but the the attire is like the focus on that is it's so wrestling it hurts. Drag Race is just wrestling. Yeah. I've been watching a lot as well with my last and oh god, the parallels are endless. <laughs> Bloody hell. What's she called that best I can't remember what her name was. Someone I've forgotten completely. Let's end the video. <laughs> I have been Gary U2 from Colon. There's one of them, a famous one. She's just the best drag queen ever. I can't remember what her name Bianca is. Bloody hell. Yes! Right. <laughs> is that the favourite one in your household as well? I believe so, yes. She could be a pro wrestling manager. Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. Like, take take back to Cornette era, 110%. The bars, she could spit at folk and just, you know, <laughs> rip the carpet from beneath their feet before they've even wrestled. Yeah. Unbelievable scenes. Bianca Del Rio, get her involved in the wrestling somehow. WWE. <laughs> there we have it. Um, this is over now. Macho Man's the best out of this randomly selected selection of superstars. Make of that what you will. I've been Gary YouTube. He's been Gary YouTube. And we'll see you next time on these tier ranking malarkey thingies. Wave at the camera. Tatty bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.